Hola, and welcome to the third episode of Lunchtime Rant, hosted by Carmen and Lourdes. Thank you for joining us. It's freaking week three. Hallelujah, holla back. We are now officially in Aquarius, my zodiac sign. I am so freaking excited that we are done with Capricorn. Um, so I just want you guys to know this is not Power 96. You are, in fact, listening to Lunchtime Rants, episode three with Carmen and Lourdes. I just want to make sure there's no mistaking what's going on right now. I know I sound like Lucy Lopez. I'm working on it. I'm going to find addiction coach, I promise. I'll also try not to say the word literally or um throughout this entire podcast because listening to last week's, I was so disappointed in myself. I think we should start with the hola, but we'll leave it in for now because it's just you and you're fabulous and I love you, so. All right, guys, this week three episode is a special one, uh, especially for myself because I will be getting hitched in a couple days. So I'm actually getting married in uh, three days. (laughs) Yes, very exciting. So this is going to be the unofficial wedding relationships episode of Lunchtime Rand. So I'm, I'm going to let Carmen kick it off with any thoughts and concerns. I know that her and I spoke briefly this week about something that touched each of us deeply, which was Ian Somerhalder's rumored engagement to Nikki Reed, two vampire franchises coming together. <laughs> Right. Well, one much better than the other. And I can say that because I paid upwards of $200 just to take a picture with Ian Summerhalder. Not proud of it, but I did it. I wouldn't take it back. I'd do it again, goddammit. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I'm just as crazy as any other uh, VD fan, which is not venereal disease for those that don't know. This is what we refer to as the Vampire Diaries, TVD. Uh, so I've gotten over, you know, it took me about a year and a half, two years to get over the whole Nina DeBrev thing. I held out for a while. I thought, this could work. They're besties. They still play lovers on the show. And then Nikki Reed happened, who, as Lourdes pointed out to me last week, has been riding the 13 train for about a decade. And for those of you that don't know, it's a film she did when she was 13. Uh, it was an indie hit, Evan Rachel Wood. Of course, there's like teenage girl makeout scenes and such angst, whatever they do in the Midwest when they're angry. Um, <laughs> And then she did Twilight, and she was inappropriately made a blonde, because clearly she wasn't meant to be. Now she's engaged to my future ex-husband, Ian Summerhalder, and Boone. Boone. Right. As known known to Lourdes as Boone from Lost, who once he died, I just stopped watching the show altogether, so I was like five episodes in. Um... So I've come to accept the Nikki Reed and Summerhalder debacle. Uh, They love animals and like healthy eating and all those things people do in LA. So, (laughs) no, they do, they do, they absolutely do. Um, I just want to make sure that this doesn't affect the plot because as, as some of you might know that watch TVD out there, they have built up about four seasons of sexual tension. Like if you thought four books of Twilight like, tease was bad until, like, Bella and Edward finally, like, jumped in the sack in uh, book four. Spoiler alert. This has been, this has been a good four or five years of build-up with uh, the Damon and Elena characters. And goddamn you, Nikki Reed, if you end up changing the fucking storyline 
God damn you. I feel so out of touch with the youths these days. TVD and Twilight. I watched True Blood and I felt, you know, part of like the national conversation for a minute before that show flew off the rails. Um, There I go. I just said, um. Seriously, slap me across the face every time I say, um. There, no. I give you a light love tap because this episode's all about love. And I want to love you, Lourdes. We decided that in spite of last week's episode, uh, we're still good friends and we should say something nice about each other. This was actually Carmen's idea, which of course I initially rebuffed just because I hate affection of any sort or receiving actually get ready to die. But I guess I'll start. I like Carmen a lot, mostly because she brought the word delightful into my vocabulary, amongst other reasons. But if we're going to pick one just right now, it's, it's that you've really made, <laughs> made me a better person and a better writer. Because of the word delightful. Because of the word delightful. You don't know how much I use it. Well, I want to say that I like Lourdes because she brought a new vulgarity into my life, and it's the term dick ache. And I'll be honest with you, um, I started a job about six, seven months ago, and shortly, shortly into my time there, I started using the term dick ache to every man in the office's shock and awe. And they were like, you know, at first they were shocked, and then when they got to know me and realized that this is just, the, this is just how I do, I got the very interesting question, but how do you know how a dick aches? <laughs> I'm not kidding, my boss asked me that question. And I thought to myself, I just feel like a dick is such a, it's such a sensitive organ that if it were to ache, it must be a terrible feeling. And you know what? It just has a, a nice ring to it because a vagina can ache. And, and let's be real, vaginas probably ache more so than, than dicks. Why are we constantly talking about dicks on this show? But as an aside, anything having to do with male genitalia makes a good curse word. My new, or a, new, a fun phrase, so my new fun phrase is bag of dicks in relation to someone who you can't stand or a situation that is just not going your way, like, oh, that was a bag of dicks. I'm not sure when you started using bag of dicks. I think I may have done it to you because I have been saying bag of dicks for a long time. Okay, so delightful and bag of dicks, perfect. Also, a simple balls also works just to end a convo. Like, balls. Yes. Well, yeah. Balls. (laughs) Balls. <laughs> and, and you know, I just feel like euphemisms for female genitalia are so harsh. Like, see you next Tuesday. Yeah. I love it. I'm a fan of the actual word. But you just drop that, and it's oh, like, wait. what? I'm sorry. Lourdes the other day was expressing some, uh, some anger to me, and she, what I thought was a typo, actually turned out to be just the genius of Lourdes while she was Facebook messaging me. But she wrote, someone was being difficult. And I was like, oh my God, you even spelled difficult in the most delicious way. And she's like, nope, totally on purpose. And at that moment is when I knew that Lourdes was my hero when she made up the term difficult. And you know what? If we could copyright that shit, because I can guarantee you that that hasn't caught on. And you know what? If like in two weeks or three weeks we see difficult on something, I'm going to know where it came from. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a t-shirt. I'm a difficult or you're a difficult. Or you're being difficult. You're being difficult. I like it. 
I, I really do like how I tried not to say the word by using see you next Tuesday, and we just repeated it five times. I feel like when, when the diffy is in front of it, the diffy like softens the blow. Right. But the C word doesn't bother me as much as the P word. When I hear that... Oh my God, me too! When I hear that, I just automatically don't want to speak to you anymore. Just call it something else. Just, I don't know. My kitty, I don't, I, I don't care what you think of. It's really hilarious that you say that because we did not plan this. But you could literally call Jay on speakerphone right now and ask him the word <laughs> that I will not say. I'll spell it for you, but I won't say it. And he doesn't get that. And I'm like, it just has a, it has like, like only men with like bands with no windows say that word. That's how I feel about it. And also another, so in addition to the, the P word, as we will now call it, the euphemism for male genitalia, that rhymes with sock. I do not. Oh, I no. can't. I can't say that one either. I can say anything else, uh, but not that one. That those those two are just completely off limits to me, and they give me such bad secondhand embarrassment when people say them in my presence. And I don't know why I said that <laughs> like an aristocrat. I w I will only say it in the context of a quote from Private Parts, which was the Howard Stern movie from a really long time ago when they're playing the radio show and they're just trying to piss off um, the producers and they play this game like fill in the blanks. I don't know if you've ever seen this movie. But um, I, think, I think I saw someone like writing a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like someone writes blank a doodle do, And they're like, the answer is cock. And they're like, that's right, cock. Cock a doodle do, And then that's how they get away with it. So that's the only context that I will say that word and a rhyme that Jay and I made up in private that's just funny that I won't share because it's kind of raunchy. Can I just make a note about the raunchy really quick? I'm going to make a note yes, really quick. please about. do. Okay. So in the first podcast where we were like totally off the rails, which was kind of fantastic, I hear, uh, someone did make a comment to me about the amount of cursing between the two of us. Partially, I think it was because I read those, those um, <clears throat> Grammy-winning lyrics by The Weeknd. I don't think that helped our case. But I just wanted to acknowledge the fact that one of my favorite female comedies, and to be honest with you, I can't think of one that's better, which is Bridesmaids. I feel like what made Bridesmaids so funny was the fact that women were pooping in the street and saying things that, like, I bleached my asshole. Like, that was, those, like, women talking about their bleached assholes and shitting in the street in wedding dresses, that's what made that movie phenomenal. So, pardon my French. It's like guys that don't believe girls poop. I know a guy like this, and he's a lovely human, but you start talking about, like, defecating, and he's just not about it. On the, on the flip side, there was another guy I knew that, was so, that embraced it so wholeheartedly. He was basically like, well, you, do you got to poop? You got to poop. And I, and I was like, you are lovely. You will end up being a horrible human being down the line, but that is such a refreshing take on women pooping. I want to tell all the couples out there that if you're squeamish about this sort of thing, you won't last until the test of time. And I'll tell you why. Like, maybe not right now. That doesn't have to be a thing in your relationship. But you should get used to it. Because God forbid something happens when you roll together and that has to happen. Like, you have to face the reality that, that there's things that it's a dirty job. Someone's got to do it. I'm just saying, guys. Like, just love each other and the, and the, the bowels that come with the person that you love. 
But I don't want to get into potty humor. I just want to talk about love. And I think right now, Lourdes and I love each other a lot. We're Aww. talking about it. Veering, veering a little more into the love topic. I want to just get into our man meets of the weeks. And right. I'm going to go ahead and let Lourdes start. But we do, our man meets this week have something pretty awesome in common. So what a beautiful transition from pooping to man meet of the week. So what man would I like to poop in front of for the test of time? <laughs> And this one's going to, I told, okay, so this person is actually related to someone I know, and I told my friend that their family member was my man meat of the week, and he thought it was a little weird, but fuck you. I love you, Mike. Uh, so my man meat of the week this week is, drum roll please, Oscar Isaac. He is such a delight on the eyes, and he just blew up out of, not out of nowhere, he's been right all right so let me just say his first his first role was in all about the benjamins so of course i am about his life and in 2014 he well it was announced that he was going to be apocalypse in the new x-men movie and in 2015 he plays one of the new characters in star wars the force awakens not to mention, he sang and played his own music in Inside Lewin Davis, directed by the Coen brothers, co-starring one Mr. Justin Timberlake. <laughs> so with all of that being said, I am so incredibly excited that a Latino is finally getting his due, and he is my man meat of the week. But I will now let Carmen say who her man meet is and then the similarities, which is really just one and I kind of just blew it, but I'll let her get into it. That's fine. So uh, just so you know, you did not guess my man meet of the week. It is not my almost husband uh, because he is my man meet for life. So rub it in. Yeah. Rub it no, in. well, I'm rub just saying, in. like, I don't have to use him as my man meet of the week just because we're getting nuptials because I still have, you know, I still have eyes. So... <laughs> My man meet of the week is Ryan Guzman, who you might know from I Like Your Mom's Cookies, which is the clip they keep playing in <laughs> The Boy Next Door. That's Jay's favorite part. I like your mom's cookies. Like that, <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, you know, how do you not get completely turned on by this? So The Boy Next Door is that uh, J-Lo thriller, which I'm actually excited about because that's the only context that I will watch J-Lo is in a film where she's like scared. Like enough? Yes, I love that movie. With Jim Caviezel? Is it Jim Caviezel? <laughs> no, it's not Jim Caviezel. It's Billy Campbell. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What movie is she in with Jim Caviezel? Jim Caviezel? Is it The Cell? I don't think it's The Cell. Isn't that with Vincent D'Onofrio? Yeah, but there's other... To people. Google! To, to, well, while she's Googling that, I just want to say that, all right, cool, I saw the trailer, the guy's cute, whatevs. Uh, what they have in common is basically this guy's half Mexican, so he's also what Lourdes would call a Latino. And so, <laughs> um, I was listening to him on Elvis Duran this morning. He sounds like a very nice guy, but he's so pretty that I still doubt that he is. Um, I come to find that this kid used to play, mind you, he's only 27 years old, so his accolades are ever more impressing when you hear that. He, at one point in his life, played baseball. His baseball career obviously fell through. He started modeling for cash. Then he joined MMA, like he became an MMA fighter. He's a mixed martial arts badass. Then 
What was his next thing that he decided to do? Oh, he was in one of those Step Up movies. I didn't really see anything after the first one because there was no Channing Tatum and Jenna Dewan adorableness. Well, Channing Tatum makes a brief appearance in the second one, so I would recommend you give that one a watch. Oh, I think I, I, think I saw that five minutes that you're talking about. Um, where has a little girl from Missy Elevator? <laughs> um, so he was apparently in like Step Up 5 or something, so that means the boy can dance. And now... He's in a movie with Jennifer Lopez talking about her cookies. So I just want to say, damn, that is talent. Like, how does that happen? Uh, so it was Angel Eyes, the movie oh, that she's okay. in with Jim Caviezel. And how does that happen? Good jeans, good Latin jeans, good, as, as Carmen put it, his other half is a bunch of random European countries. I said, uh, I said he's half Mexican, half a bunch of white European countries. Which, to be fair, Spaniards are white Europeans. He's Mexican, though, so I don't know if he is, uh, you know, I don't want to be inappropriate and ignorant, but Mexicans are from other places. So I'm not going to say if he's a Spaniard, Mexican, or not. He could be. He could be. But he's pretty. The point is he's pretty, and he is so talented. And the whole MMA thing gets my goat. It gets me going. I'm not... And you know what else gets your goat, but maybe... Not in the best way. Uh, the rant that we have been waiting two weeks to hear about the song that makes Carmen the saddest of pandas. And I'm just going to let her take it away. All right, guys. Without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, because it's very appropriate for this podcast, the song that I have said multiple times makes me want to punch a baby. Are you ready, Lourdes? And that song is rude by Magic. Yes, that song actually made it to my Do Not playlist next to Mambo Number no. 5 and the Cha-Cha Slide. That's how much I fucking hate that song. And, and the worst part, I mean, aside from the fact that it's what I've affectionately called, and this is the one time you'll hear me say this word, the pussy's anthem, because any guy, any guy that approaches your father in this fashion will get his ass kicked out the door. I'm sorry, and you're not, you're just, you're asking for it if you're dating a man with this many emotions, because as a woman, you have enough emotions, and to marry a man with that many emotions is a mistake. I'm just saying, I've been with men like this before, it's not a good thing, it's not a good look. And then, wait, there's more. Have you seen them? The, the lead singer looks like a dirty hipster, and we all know how you feel about hipsters. Yes. I hate hipsters, and so the dirty hipster has decided that he has just produced a reggae track. And do you know why he's produced a reggae track? Why? How do we know? Okay, we know this because at the beginning he put the 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 boom 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 boom. This means this means, ladies and gentlemen, that you are about to hear a reggae song. And no, it's not Shanda Paul. It's magic. I love that rant so much. The first time. You said it, and I think I loved it even more now. Especially your opinion, I mean, your opinion on the man that would do this, but what's your opinion on the men that like the song, Rude by Magic? Run, run, run as fast as you can. He's bad news. He probably likes your brother, just saying. I mean, I don't want to stereotype because that's not cool, uh, and I love all the gays, but they're more likely than not, you're not his cup of tea. There is no man that I know that's like a man's man that like works with his hands and knows how to like put shit together and work with electricity and all those things that men do that actually want 
to hear this song or actually relate to that song. If there is a man that could be like, oh my God, that reminds me of my engagement to, you know, Sonia. They're not together anymore. Sonia has left the building. <laughs> oh, sorry. What are other songs off the top of your head that you're like, if a man likes this song, he just cannot be real? Holiday, my, Bando my Madonna. I don't know why this just came into my head, but the whole hook, the holiday. I feel like if a guy likes Holiday, my Madonna, I don't know why when you said that, it just popped into my mind. It's like, celebrate if we took holiday. Uh huh. Like if a guy likes that, or almost anything from Madonna, but specifically Holiday, that's a no-go. And I know that song doesn't come on enough, so if that's a red flag that you're looking for, you're gonna have to wait a minute. Why don't you just go ahead and play Rude first? He probably likes Holiday. So on the topic of songs, I don't know if you can give us a, some insight into your wedding playlist, because this is one of my favorite part of weddings. My future elopement will be sponsored by the, by the songs of Kanye West, I've decided. However, since you're actually having a real flesh and blood wedding on Saturday, I would love to know what song you're walking into, to the reception, Maybe not what you're dancing to as your first song, because spoiler alert, but any, any insight. This is my favorite part of a wedding, believe it or not. I, I'm so excited about the song we're walking into as husband and wife that I actually just want to play you the beginning because the intro to this song is just as epic as, as our love affair. I'm exaggerating, but it is still a really good song. Uh, hold on, y'all. This is told. That's Johnny Depp flipping <laughs> a grilled cheese on an ironing board on the opening, or the ending, rather, of Benny and June. I don't know if any of you have ever seen that movie, but I have loved that song since I was a child. And then that song actually integrated itself into my relationship on an episode of How I Met Your Mother. I don't know how many of you out there love that show. Have you ever, you ever watched How I Met Your Mother? I love How I Met Your Mother, but I'm not recalling the episode where that song comes into play. As soon as I tell you, you'll remember. It's like the first time that uh, Marshall and... Um, oh, the tape that's stuck yes! in the car. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, I remember yeah. now. And so we were both obsessed with How I Met Your Mother and that song in particular. So it just kind of integrated itself, and we both decided that this was... This was probably the best thing we could come into as husband and wife for the first time. I mean, that's an interesting choice, and I really like it. I just got really close to the microphone. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, my best friend just recently got married, and I don't exactly... I think she, her and her husband walked into the same music as the bridal party. I may be confusing it. I don't want her to get angry if she hears this. But the wedding party walked into uh, the Miami Heat intro music the dun 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 oh, which not, is the okay, white stripe i was gonna say that's seven nation army <laughs> i know that is not the heat song well they did it because the heat walk into it come on come on but yes it's the white stripe song but i thought that was pretty epic and also an unexpected choice because because if i had to hear beautiful day by you too as a as an intro song one more time okay well I'm going to, we're going to gloss over that because this is a love episode and I don't want to get on you about you two. However, I will say that, and I know my best friend actually had us walk into this. So Patricia McPatty, I love you so dearly. But if I have to hear any uh, Black Eyed Peas song, tonight's going to be a good night. To be fair, she got married like a 
but like five years ago, and five years ago it was okay to still play that song, but today, today now, 2015, it's not okay to play that song. Yeah, that's, that's how I feel. So any other songs you wanna reveal? Yes, okay, so I, if you're a Miami local and you've ever been to the best uh, club music-wise, in my opinion, uh, Purdy Lounge, I, I have like basically it. emulated the Purdy Lounge soundtrack. I've got David Bowie, I've got Billy Idol, I've got Bizarre Love Triangle by New Order, all sorts of fun stuff. That actually reminds me a lot more of Soho Lounge back in the day, more so than Purdy Lounge. Soho was where I really became a huge fan of the 80s, but, but, that's, but that's gone. That's dead and buried now. <laughs> Purdy is the closest thing I have to what Soho Lounge was to me at that time in my life. But basically, we're doing all the hits, ladies and gentlemen. We're doing Poison by Belle Biv DeVoe. It's happening. It's going down. I don't know if I can keep my earlier promise to not bend over to the front and touch my toes. I, I don't think. I don't think I can do it. Wait, what promise is that? I, I don't recall. That, that's, uh, I think I told you earlier at some point in the day. Uh, this is just a callback from an earlier conversation we had. Uh, Jay made me promise that I could not get on the floor for my wedding, which is a promise that I'm going to try to keep uh, because there will be a section of booty music. Big ups to Uncle Luke. It's very Miami. I've been doing it since I was like 10, which is not cool, but I have. Uh, so I told him that my hands would potentially get on the floor, but my knees would not, out of respect to him. Uh, we'll see how that goes. I, I'm sorry, but as soon as I hear, it's time, bass is gonna blow your mind. My knees, my knees are on the floor. I'm scrubbing the ground with vigor. There's nothing that can stop me. Un, dos. Un, dos, tres. Oye, morena, que buena ta. And so, yeah, that's... that's yeah, if that, like. if that music is going to be playing at your wedding, I really hope you have a dress you can do that in or a reception dress that you plan to change into because if I see pictures and video from your wedding and you're not on your knees in at least some of them or in some of the video, I'm going to be sincerely disappointed in you. Look, if I got on the, for, on the floor as a, you know, appropriately, like I usually would, it would be basically a trash the dress party because that, the lace would come off that dress. Um, so, yeah, I, given the amount of money that I paid to Alfred Angelo for this vestido, there will, no, there will be no trash the dress, uh, scrub the ground, rub the lace off my dress uh, action. If it's just to preserve your dress, I say fuck it because I can tell you that no. there's no preserving that dress. No if it's to preserve your marriage, the marriage certificate has been gotten. You have walked down the aisle. He will forgive a little crybaby action. He will. He has to. It's been five years. Yeah, yeah. He absolutely would. But if I could sell that dress for half of what I paid for it, that would be a good day. So it's definitely not for preservation. Like, I'm, I was, dude, I was a sap about preserving my dress until I paid, like, the last payment where they really, really, really fucked me with uh, unreasonable alterations. And that's exactly when I got the bill for the alterations. I thought, how much can I get for this dress? Because it's no longer that sentimental to me anymore. I mean, I completely agree with you. You completely suck the romance out of it, but I don't care because I'm a practical human being like you, and I would probably try to sell it for full price. 
I'm going to certainly try, but they can always Google it, and they'll see that I'm trying to poach them for cash, uh, and I want to sell it quick. But uh, so she just said that I took the romance out of it by the whole dress thing. Can I just say that the most romantic thing about your wedding is really going to be just the fact that you're there with your husband, and it's just about you guys. Because I'll be honest with you, this entire process is terrible. I recommend elopement unless you're Preach. like, yeah, unless you're like popping bottles and smacking bitches and someone's going to pay for a bomb ass wedding with a, you know, a team of Jennifer Lopez planners. If you don't have that in your life, I would definitely recommend eloping. And remember that romance does not come from the party. It comes from love within you and your hubba bub because you're going to spend a lot of time together. I have to agree. The, I mean, the exact same sentiment. Unless my husband's future family, or I mean, my future husband's family. Wow. Woo! I need to go to bed. It plans to rent out, like, the entire city of Miami. I'm just not about really having a wedding. I love how I say this when there are absolutely no prospects in sight, and it is very likely I will be entering a union with my 20 cats five years from now. It's okay to know what you want. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I think that concludes our love episode. Uh, I'm sure by our next episode, I will have a song that I cannot stand at this point. Uh, I will let you know if the DJ respects my wishes to not play Rude by Magic. If they do, I promise you, I will pop off. Explosions will happen. Can you live tweet that, though? Like, stop what you're doing and just live tweet the fact that the DJ has actually played this because you are giving him a do not playlist again the songs on her do not playlist are rude by magic mambo number five and the cha-cha slide among others like the macarena but yes any any group dance song what about the dougie is the dougie allowed at your wedding it's not on my do not playlist, and I didn't even consider it because that's, I feel like that's after my time. But now that you said that, I shall be adding it. I am staunchly against group dancing. No! I am, I am staunchly against group dancing. I am not doing the garter toss because at this point in my life, almost everyone is taken, and all I'm going to do is remind the spinsters at the wedding that they have no one. You mean the bouquet toss. So no bouquet, no garter toss. Right. Well, right, yeah. That's not happening because there's going to be, like, four people and everyone else going to be like, oh, look at the four single people. Anyway, I'm not doing that to my single people. I love them. Big ups to my friends. I Okay, as a single person that just recently participated in a bouquet toss, I just sat or stood all the way in the back and watched everyone else fight for it, and someone dove to get it, which was great, because that is not the first time I've seen that. I have literally seen people die for bouquets, and I think it's fun. I think it's a fun part of the wedding, but it's yours, and if you don't want to do it, that's your prerogative. I'm throwing it at the very, very end so that we don't have to stop dancing to do that. I'm throwing it at the end like, bye, bitches, okay. bon voyage, and then that's the end of that. Well, that I love because anything that stops music makes me very unhappy. You're so right. the fact that you're doing it at the very end is great. Do you have a grand entrance? Uh, it's called walking down the aisle. <laughs> I meant exit, but this is our exit as we have now concluded the third episode of Lunchtime Rants.